Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of another film podcast. My name is Tierney. My name is Colin. My name is Matt. <laughs> <laughs> that was so stupid. I loved it. And <laughs> uh, this week, we're talking about just our Darl's new darling, Harold and Maude. God. <laughs> <laughs> you guys did all love it, right? Yeah, of course I did. Okay. So <laughs> this it, was, was your it is our Darl's new darling. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. I was just waiting for you to to give it the background. It was your pick, oh. so. So okay. yeah, we could we can have our love fest shortly, but we we got to we got to get the, you know, the the stuff out of the way first, so. Got to preface it first. Yeah. <laughs> I just had my mic pointing away from me. Uh as I said that. So, I picked this movie. Uh it's been on my list for ages. Uh, because your girl loves dark comedy and existential type dark comedy. And uh, so this, I think, was recommended to me or I read about it like years ago and I never, ever saw it. Um, and so I thought, what a better time than now? What a better time than the present? Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, <laughs> this is one of the best, if not the best dark comedies I've seen. For me, uh, in terms of like my vibe, mm-hmm. versus like the lobster can get a little weird. Yeah, and that's what makes it funny. But this is just like death. <laughs> <Yeah>. This is <laughs> which is extremely me. <laughs> oh, this movie is so your shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, in in the same way, Alphaville made me go like oh, this is something I would write, and, like, the quality that it would be. Uh, but in the same way, I thought this movie, I was like, oh, this is something Tierney would write, and it's the quality of what she would write. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Bless. Yeah. Uh, I would like to say, though, that I started... So that's the background in this movie, and just as a preface, I started this movie in the morning before work yesterday, and I watched 15 minutes before I had to go to work because... I don't wake up that early anymore. Uh, <laughs> yeah, work and, from home really <laughs> really destroys that. Like, oh, I'm going to get up and do some stuff. It's like, oh, I have to be at my computer at 9. I guess I'll wake up at 8.50. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I watched it while I had my breakfast. And I, like, fully cracked up out loud, which is difficult to do in the morning, let yeah. me tell you, in the first 15 minutes. And I just those first 15 minutes alone, I was like, the rest of this movie could be garbage. But these 15 minutes are incredible. Yeah. Um, And I knew then it was love, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I... And this is a fun one, too, because not only had none of us ever seen it before... Sorry to to step on your toes, Mm -hmm. Matt. But uh, we also all really liked it, which is exciting. Um, But yeah, so I had never seen this movie before. I'd obviously heard of it, but like... I didn't. I really knew nothing about it. It was just like I had heard the title of this movie, and I knew that it was a movie that people generally liked, but that was about it. Um, and I watched it last night. And uh, to give you guys a little background, Matt knows this already, um, but I Criterion Collection had a, a flash sale on all their DVDs and Blu-rays last week. And I dropped $280 on movies, which is like, 
Oh my like, god. Objectively an insane mm-hmm. thing to do. Like I understand that Too this much. was a ridiculous thing that I did, but also How many movies is that? 14. <laughs> 14. Oh, okay. It's yeah, too they're... much, darling. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they're like they're twenty bucks a pop when they do the flash sale, which like is expensive, but like the criterion like the packaging and like the like you know that you're getting like a good quality product. So like mm-hmm. I'm fine with doing it. And also twenty twenty fucking blows and this whole month has just been garbage and with like all the stuff that's happening right now in the election next week, I was just like, you know what? Should I spend $280 on movies? No. Am I going to anyway because it's going to make me feel better? Yes, I am. So all of that is to say I'm only disappointed with my purchase in that I didn't also buy Harold and Maude. Oh, no. As soon as this movie ended, I was like, fuck, I should have bought this on. Because I knew that we had, like, talked about doing it for the pub, and I was like, maybe I should buy it. And I was like, no. Like, I'll wait and see. And I, like, I'm I'm really mad at myself now. This movie was delightful. Yeah. I loved it so much. I, I don't think, and, like, obviously, like, I literally just watched this last night, so there could be some recency bias in play here. But I don't think this is the best movie we've watched for the film festival, but I do think it is my favorite movie that we've watched for the festival. Like, it's, I just had a smile on my face, like, the entire time. I was so happy. Same. And, like, both of those characters were just so fun. And I just, like, I had an absolute blast. And, like, I, I at the end of the movie, I just, like, literally sat on my couch kind of crying, mostly smiling. You know, not, like, sad crying, but just that, like, that really, like, this was really sweet and beautiful and moving. Uh, and, I, yeah. Oh, God bless. God bless this movie. <laughs> yeah. Also, you know... Black Friday's coming up, so, you know, we're going to have another Criterion sale all the time, and it's still going to be 40 bucks per DVD or Blu-ray, so, like, <laughs> chillax. Um, it's fine. I've got ample opportunities to acquire this movie. It's okay, but... <laughs> no. But, yeah, damn. Uh, I watched this movie this morning, uh, but remember... Wow. Years ago, Holy shit. Yeah, this morning? Dropping that anvil. <laughs> Uh, I cannot believe that you watched that this morning. My hot take? I watched that this morning. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. I can I feel Contrary the fire. Belief. I can feel the fire all the way over here in Colorado. <laughs> if, you know, if, if our listeners have any opinions on how I watched it this morning, you can email us at 1ffilmfestival at gmail.com and, uh, and we'll answer any of your questions about how I watched it this morning. Um, but I watched it this morning. I remember wanting to watch it years ago and oddly enough pulled, and here's, here's where uh, I might actually get, uh, some people annoyed at me. I like accidentally pulled up a document with like story ideas. And at one point I put like some of my ideas and then movies that I could pitch them being like, and Mm. one of mine, uh, I had was Alphaville. Oh, God, well, I mean now, kind of like a good Alphaville is what I'll pitch that on. Uh, but Al- Alphaville, but not shit. They're like, all right, Native great. Bill. Here's a blank check. Go for it. Yeah, but with this, I saw one that I had put uh, the Graduate and Harold and Maude as references, and I was like, that's weird that I referenced this movie having never seen it. Which have is you why seen the Graduate? 
Yes. Okay. And I think this I is a better version of The Graduate. <laughs> yeah, I would also say that, like, they're very different movies. Other than oh, the yeah. fact that it's just a younger man with an older woman. But when I finished it on Prime, it was like, perhaps you'd like The Graduate? And I yeah. was like, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're both, like, coming of age, you know, ish movies. Like, I, I can, 60s, early 70s. I, like, I can see the connections, but, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but sorry. I, but yeah, so I had been I had written that down and I hadn't I haven't looked at this document since 2016 because that's what Google Drive said and I was like, it's weird that I pulled up this document the day before I have to watch this movie. Uh, <laughs> but I remember wanting to watch it. I finally did now for the podcast this morning. Can you believe it? And uh, it was <laughs> I still so can't get over it. I'm still just like co- t- completely baffled. It's pretty shocking. Uh, <laughs> but then as it finished and the Cat Stevens song Cat Stevens song plays. I got a text from my roommate Hannah, uh, who must have heard the music and was like, Harold and Maude? And oh. I was like, yes. And she was like, oh my God, it's one of my favorite movies. And she's like, interesting choice for the for a morning movie. And I was like, <laughs> I have never seen it. I have to watch it for the podcast. Uh, and I was like, and I loved it. And we like texted a little bit. But um, like that was a nice way to like, I watched it and was laughing out loud and found the end very moving. Yeah. Uh, and then to, like, get reinforcement that, like, oh, yeah, a, a very member of my own household also loves this movie and has for many years uh, was nice. And I get it now. I think this movie's great. Uh, and I think it was, like, a lot <clears throat> more interesting and a lot funnier and a lot more poignant than I expected it to be from the description of just, like, he's young, she's old, they're dating. Isn't that wacky? Um, but there's a lot of heart and a lot of uh, good stuff that I can't wait to talk about. So let's do it. I feel like the first line of the plot on Wikipedia is that he's young, rich, and obsessed with death. That's that 100% accurate. I was like, oh, I can see why Tierney picked this movie now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, most of my notes, looking at them, once I pull them up, because I'm very prepared. Oh, it's just all the things that that I loved about it. But then eventually I just yeah. stopped writing things down. Say, so I kind of <laughs> forced myself to write more stuff that I wanted to at least remember to talk about. But a lot of it is just stuff that I liked. For example, starting off the movie, we get this mm. long tracking shot of Harold's shoes walking around. And like we Jojo just Rabbit? Ups- Ooh, Ooh, good call out. <laughs> there, you can have... watch this movie and see Wes Anderson, and you yeah. can see loads of other movies through him. Which, yeah, totally. uh, I didn't realize, my friend Jim pointed out that Bud Court is the uh-huh. uh, Bond Company stooge from Zizou. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He gets kidnapped. That's <laughs> how I know him. And oh, he's, really? uh, he's the Milford president, or like the the patron of the Milford Academy in Arrested Development that, like, hides Mm. away in Job's magic box. And then he's like, they'll have a new name for you. Hero. And then when he tries to return him, uh, he dies in the box. (laughs) (laughs) But that's Bud Court, too. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted you were talking about the tracking shot. Oh, yeah. Uh, But we just meet Harold through this tracking shot of his shoes, uh going back and forth and like lighting candles and then it ends with his feet swinging off the uh like little stool and it looks like he's hanging and that's like the first time the visuals don't make sense for what could possibly be happening 
because we're watching him hang and like there's no it doesn't look like a trick but it looks like he actually did it and it's just handled as like oh Harold like get down from there and it's such <laughs> a fun beginning this morning. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and that mom is so funny i found so her funny both like very well written not entirely villainous uh mm-hmm. but just kind of like very out of touch with her son and yeah. Uh, we'll talk about it later, but I thought that questionnaire scene yes. uh, was yep. very, very, very <laughs> funny. Well, uh, I also think, like, her, the fact that her reactions to his, like, suicides aren't the same. Like, they're different levels of annoyed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the one where she's, like, swimming in the pool and is just like, oh, and eye rolls is so good. <laughs> and well, he's yeah, like, damn I, it. <laughs> I... I, again, I knew nothing about this movie, so I was like, oh, well, other than the the line that you referenced, Tierney, because I just happened to see that when I was pulling it up on Amazon Prime. But um, I was like, oh, maybe he, like, kill, like, actually kills himself, and then we go back to, like, get, you know, everything that leads up to it. And I was like, oh, wow, this is a very dark way to start this movie. And then when his mom walks in and is just, like, totally unfazed by it. <laughs> To the point of annoyance, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I, I see what's happening here. Um, and his little smirk. Yeah, it, it's so fun to just, like, watch him just do all of these, like, elaborate, like, fake suicides that are just, like, completely ridiculous. Like, the, the one in the bathtub where he's just got, like, fake blood everywhere and he's, like, slashed his own wrists and neck and he's just like, ugh. And <coughs> she walks like, in and is like, no. <laughs> I can't do it. I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> that one's also, like, perfectly set. I, the intro ones are all, like, perfectly set up in that, like, the previous scene is her being like, eat all of your beats. And the way he shovels them into oh, your mouth, yeah. his mouth, you're oh. like, oh, he's going to barf red. And then it's just a whole bathroom of red. <laughs> that, um, oh, that's such a good catch. I didn't even catch that it was beads. I did think... I, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just... I did think it was... It reminded me of... Uh, I'm going to say his name wrong. Uh, Barry Killen in... Mm. Uh, the, with the spaghetti in Killing of a Sacred Deer. Just like... Scarfing. deep, Yeah, just like deeply upsetting, like eating, but like funny though <laughs> like but like best scene of the movie maybe <laughs> uh the when he eventually goes to the therapists the line where he's like what do you do for fun and he just goes i go to funerals had me like cackling <laughs> at eight fifteen in the morning <laughs> Oh man, the and then related to the the psychologist, when he goes to see the uh, the military uncle oh. comes back mm. later, um, and like that whole intro ends with the salute, with the pinned shirt, and he's got the little <laughs> contraption that like pulls the sleeve up to do a salute. I was like, ooh, this movie is dark and very funny and very <laughs> tyranny sense of humor. I thought the reveal, uh that he doesn't have an arm was hilarious. Like the way that like, she's like, you're going to go see your uncle. And then it's like very clear that her uncle, like his uncle's in the military. And you just kind of like hear him talking about like how the military could be good for him, but you don't actually see like his uncle. And then the first time you actually do see his uncle, and he's just missing an arm after he spent like 
you know, a minute just talking about how great everything is about the military. I thought that was so funny. And I was, like, laughing when that, like, when the reveal happened. And then when he just, like, pulls that little, like, string on his coat and it makes this... <laughs> cackled. Cackled and laughing. Was, like, later this... when that accidentally gets pulled, when they're, like, wrestling with Maud and it's just saluting. It's just stuck. And he's like, what have you done? <laughs> so silly. Oh. Uh, speaking of Maud, one of the first, like, we obviously see her eating an apple at a funeral, which is a, a great choice, but the, when they're in the church... But just, like, off does... in the distance. at the, Like, yeah. she's, like, not at the Hang funeral. Out. Like, she's at the funeral, but she's, like, 25 feet away and just, like, eating an apple, just observing. <laughs> just, you know, just see what's going on over here. <laughs> Uh, but when they're in the church and she does her little genuflect as she goes from like pew to pew, yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. And her like aggressive, psst. yeah, she's like, yeah. Psst. The, like not psst. even subtle at all, <laughs> just like really intense. I have the captioning on, and it's captioned as hissing through teeth. And <laughs> that's such a funny way to alert someone at a funeral is to hiss through your teeth. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and her intro, that whole scene of the her actually talking to him, mm. uh, right off the bat, like, it's outstanding how much uh, that actress, Ruth Gordon, is it Ruth Gordon? Yeah. Yeah. Um, how much life she adds to the movie immediately. Yes. Yeah. Where you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, she's operating at a totally different energy level. <coughs> and it's not, like, ridiculous or, like farcical it's just she's so much energy and so much character that like you feel this boost uh in the movie and i just loved it uh because that also had that's also the scene where the marching band walks Mm. next to Mm -hmm. the funeral as they're loading the casket my (laughs) god i could not hold my shit together when that happened (laughs) so ridiculous uh and her like automatic i think is that when she introduces that she has keys? No, she just steals the car. She, yeah, yeah, she just, she like, introduces. gets in... Well, and, like, it's all played off, like, yeah, this is, like, that's just her car, okay. Yeah. And then you find out, like, is it the priest? It's like, that's my yeah. car! <laughs> like, and she does nice. the most aggressive U-turn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> her driving in this movie... Uh, is like worthy of discussion alone because uh, mm. one, it's terrifying to watch because you're like oh, that guy's like not got a grip on the ground, uh, <laughs> but is also w- such a fun detail that she just drives like she's a bat out of hell mm-hmm. in someone else's car, <laughs> very relaxed and chill about the whole thing. Uh, I just have a note that just says Maud is very fun, and that's an early note uh, before I was like, "Oh, that's the point of this movie is that she's so fun." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think you you uh, you made a good point that like she's when you first meet her, it's like a totally different movie, which I think is is definitely I think it's really interesting because I don't think that Bud Cord is bad. I just think that he's like just the character of Harold is just so detached from everything that like, yeah, the first like 15 minutes or whatever before you like get to see them interact with one another. It's it is really funny and there's a lot of really great gags in that. But like Mm -hmm. it's it's still like 
it kind of has this like feeling of like somber you mm-hmm. know you're just kind of like oh yeah this is like it's funny but it's also kind of depressing and you know like i feel really bad for this kid because like clearly his mom does not get him and he just like doesn't really know how to like be a person you know like he doesn't really know how to like exist in a society and so when you see her for the first time it's just like whoa holy shit like this is like a totally different thing what's going on um but it's it's she's just so so fully recognized from jump that you're like it does like because i think in a in a a lesser performance or a lesser movie like that tonal shift would be like would just be too jarring i think but like the fact that she she you just like get that that's just the character and that's who she is and it's just like right there you're like oh okay yeah this this checks out i'm okay with this i'm on board with this and then (laughs) you know the rest of the movie can run off from there she's like the first manic pixie dream girl but like the best version of it of this like totally out of the ordinary woman who like enters this man's life to show him like fun is fun and you can have fun but this is handled so well that like she's a fully realized character with her own history and her own motivations and why she is this way um and he like watching him get pulled from the depths of his like moroseness and depression to like understand the world like she does is such a wonderful uh journey to go on Mm-hmm. Where, like, I think what I had always thought from this movie, I think from the poster where she, like, kind of looks somber herself, was that it was, like, she was cranky and that's why they got along. is because he's, like, a young guy who loves death and she's an old woman who's cranky and they, like... But mm-hmm. I really didn't know that the premise was that she was the exact opposite and, like, brings life to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I just found so interesting and, and uh, handled so well. And it's, like, kind of an old story now. Kind mm-hmm. of this manic, fancy <clears throat> dream girl trope of like my life was nothing and then you came into it now it makes sense but it's it's realistic in this and it's something that you're rooting for and it makes sense and you want both of them to be happy uh Mm -hmm. which is exceptional and i think it's it's interesting too because you're right like the the broad strokes of like i don't know i don't know what i'm doing in life and then i meet this person and then like like we both figure it out together or like you like you help me figure it out or whatever like any iteration of that like that story we've seen countless versions of it but i i love that this one like the 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 age difference between the two i think is like really fascinating both from like you don't often see that wide of an age difference in those stories but um you also don't typically see like the the older person being the one who is like full of life and helping to bring the younger person you know you you can kind of think about like up for example um like it's very much like carl and russell and like carl's just this like crotchety old man and then russell's like the the cute little boy scout and then they like like he you know russell helps carl become like a, a human again um but it's fun that like the the ages are swapped with this one where it's like oh no like you you can be happy and you can live a life all the way up through, you know, the end. Um, so I, I really liked, I thought that that's like, a, it's a clever spin on the story um, that I really, really appreciated. I'd also say that it's rare to have the older person to be a woman as well. Oh, for sure. Like mm-hmm. it's normally an old, an old man. 
Yeah. So that's like an added fun trope. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would say there's like, also the writing of this movie, everything pays off. Yeah. Yeah. And there's Um, so many moments that are truly beautiful and heartfelt. mm -hmm. Uh, you you wrote that Maude is so fun and I wrote Maude is so sweet. So sweet. Yeah. And like, and I think that's the other thing is like talking about Maud as a character and how I think it is like a, a tricky line to toe of eccentric but likable, mm-hmm. and like uh, having uh, Colin recently watched Winnie the Pooh uh, <laughs> during a full rewatch of all of Disney's <laughs> animated filmography, but uh, texted me something about Tigger and I was like, Tigger's annoying to me. I like can't stand Tigger, and I can't stand Kramer and all these characters that are like so eccentric that they get in other people's way and like mess up other people's lives because they're just like not thinking of consequences and that's Maud, but at no point is she unlikable and she's so uh endearing and her motivation is so kind and like when she's like oh you know like life is vice and virtue but like you have to move above morality and just like live your life because you're going to miss out on so much if you're worried about Mm -hmm. Like what a what a vice is, uh, that throughout it, her crazy decisions and her brash, uh, like operations that she hash it hack, hatches, uh, you're rooting for her the whole time and love being around her and she's so kind and so lovely. Uh, I just yeah, you really fall in love with her right away and then you just keep falling in love with her over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. I also love her house of the railway car. Yeah. <laughs> um, and <clears throat> one of my favorite moments, obviously, is when they steal the tree to re- replant it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that whole sequence is so good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> uh, and just the, like, I think to add to what you're saying, Matt, is that, like, for the most part, all of her decisions are like good decisions you could get a little iffy on stealing a car but like <laughs> most of the other ones are like decisions that are made with heart and i think that's probably what makes her so endearing yeah and like, they're it's never not selfish. like she's like just doing vices for the sake of vices yeah the stealing the tree scene uh <laughs> both as like the setup of them, of her, like, stopping and being like, oh, this poor tree, it's dying from all the smog, we gotta get it out of here. And, like, him explaining, like, you can't do that. And then for the cops to show up and, like, try to, like, check out whose car it is, and for her to be like, is that car parked okay? And then drive away in it, and the edit of showing the cop react, like, oh, I think <laughs> that was the person who drove this car. <laughs> it's so funny. The editing in this movie is so well done. And it, like, lands comic timing throughout it, like, Mm -hmm. constantly. But that moment was so funny, uh, preceding the whole uh, back and forth with the cop on the motorcycle and the whole operation to plant the tree. (laughs) All of it was so good. Mm -hmm. I love that sequence with the cop, like, trying to pull them over, pulling them over, her just being like, okay, all right, sounds good, see you later, and just driving away, and then him catching back up to the... Everything about it was just so absurd. Um, 
But like, like you said, Tierney, it was it was all just because like she wanted to plant this tree in a place where this tree could thrive, which like. That's so sweet. Like, that's, like, it's such, like, all of the stuff that she's doing to do that is so stupid. But it's just, like, she's just, like, dead set on this mission because she just happened to see a tree that was, like, oh, that tree's not going to do it here. We got to move it somewhere else. And it's just, like, oh, God bless you, Maude. You're so sweet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the... Oh, what was okay? So I also have just other thoughts, like filling out the questionnaire we mentioned. We can um, talk about it. Yeah, in the in the setup for these three dates that uh, the mom puts Harold on, uh, she like has him fill out has him in quotes fill out this questionnaire <laughs> to like create his dating profile, and at the beginning she's like answering for him. Oh yeah, uh, of like what he what she thinks his answer would be. And then as it goes on, it just, like, in no uncertain terms, she's just answering things like, oh, yes, I think so. And it's just her opinions (laughs) that she's writing down. And it's handled so well, and the actress never, like, doesn't make it believable. It's just, like, she's filling out this form, and now she's, like, into it. Like, has the sexual revolution gone too far? Yes, I think indeed. (laughs) That (laughs) That part made me laugh. (laughs) That whole thing is really funny. Like, the, the shift... Like, from her, like, sort of filling it out for him, but then ending up filling it out for herself. Like, it's it's so subtle. Like, she's reading every single thing, and if you want to pay attention, you can. But, like, you don't really notice that the change is happening until you're like, oh, this happened. Because the whole time, you're watching him open this box and pull out a gun and load the gun, figure out how he's going to shoot himself and then shoot himself in the head while she's filling out this survey. And she's like, he like, you know, obviously at this point she knows that he did not kill himself, but he shot, he shoots himself in the head, flies backwards and she just keeps filling out the survey. Like (laughs) whatever, like like, I'll get this thing done, whether you want it or not. (laughs) And like the whole premise of it is just so well done. Um, that like Which, you're laughing and you're just like this is great. Also, it's clever. Also, yeah, it's just I love that part, that whole sequence. Uh, I would also add to another similar scene is his first date, mm-hmm. where you see him walk by in the window with a thing of gasoline, <laughs> and then light himself on fire, and then he enters the room immediately. <laughs> And the girl's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and the wave through the window of like, oh, hey, how's it going? As he's like holding that sheet and the gasoline. I'm just like, okay, I'll be right in. So um, how did the second date end? Uh, he chops his arm. That's that's what it was. Okay. Because I remember there, like, I thought it was really fun that each one of the dates ended in a similar but different way, right? Like, in every single date, the result was that he did something to turn the woman off. But, I, like, it, I thought it was funny the way that, like, the first time... It escalates? He, yeah, like, the first time he, like, literally lights himself on fire, the girl freaks out, sees that it was just a joke, and just bails. She's just gone. And the second one, he, like, comes in, he's, like, mostly put together, uh, and then chops his arm off and the girl's just kind of like, <laughs> like like I don't really know what to do with this and then the third one he like kills himself like 
and she just gets into it. She's like, oh shit, yeah, that's a good performance. I'm going to play Juliet to your Romeo. And she like plays along and it's just like, it, it's fun that they like all do the same thing in a totally different way. Um, do I you really... think that she died? I think they definitely obscure what happened to her, but the way that it's handled in every other scene of like, someone was under that blanket when he self-immolated and someone like his arm comes off so like we're only watching the fantasy and Mm -hmm. so it seemed like that was the continuation of the fantasy of him dying Mm -hmm. but like the way that it's that it's also delivered just like the mom in the beginning we're seeing like seeing him hanging where she's like that was your last date (laughs) that was your last (laughs) chance like assumingly seeing the scene and being like okay she's dead she killed herself because you confused her which is also like this movie just doesn't care to pretend like uh it's fake or it's real it's just like you know like if this character is going to continue being in the movie they lived so we can do whatever we want in these sequences and really go into flights of fancy Mm -hmm. (laughs) she like also kills herself because you started it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the reason I wasn't sure if she actually did was because she tests the so- the the knife to see if it's mm-hmm. a stage knife and yeah. to prove that it's not and then stabs herself and then I was like, "Oh, did she actually just die?" <laughs> yeah. Um I also loved that uh he bought a hearse. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, a thousand percent. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, and I was, saw a I, jaguar today, a black jaguar, and I was like, why does it look so weird? <laughs> <laughs> so there were like several instances early on where I was like, God, Tierney's gonna love this shit. And then <laughs> that was the that was the one where I was like, Oh my god, if she hasn't been in up to this point, she's all in now. <laughs> and like it's it's so funny, it's so perfect for that character. Um it's yeah it's just a great choice and then when his mom buys him the jaguar and she's like oh i sold that other thing and he's like okay i'll just make this a hearse too <laughs> it's just a sports car hearse <laughs> watching it speed along the california highways was everything i needed <laughs> a runaway coffin carrier. Someone's like, couldn't even got like a real it. burial emergency. Drag <laughs> yeah. his body down quick. There's no uh, way that thing could hold anywhere close to like an actual coffin. <laughs> it's just like, I was actually going to ask, do you guys think Maude was in that car? Like her body? Uh, oh, interesting. I don't think so. I assumed so. it was. Oh, damn. I, like I mean, I, I, I think you can read it either way. I, I didn't particularly read it that way, like, when I watched it, but I don't think that that's... I don't think that's an unfair reading of can what I give you? Can I give you my ideas why? Sure. Yeah. Well, one thing I actually, before I do that, that I didn't realize was that um, the, like, suicide with hair... hair uh, with sunshine. Hottie Cotty. Yeah, I can't say yeah. it. I, I tried and then was like, I'm going to make this so bad. Uh, Harry Yeah. <laughs> like the radio broadcaster? Yeah. yeah. No, like Will Ferrell doing the radio broadcaster. Yeah. Just like... <laughs> Baseball. Uh, but uh, that it's a foreshadowing for um, Maude mm-hmm. committing suicide on her birthday, which I didn't notice right away. Um, 
or at all. I was told that. (laughs) What I was going to say, though, is he uh, gives her the coin that says, I love you, Maude, and she throws it in the ocean, and she says, so I always know where it is. And then he drives the car into the ocean, and it's a hearse, so I assume, I mean, like, it'd be easy to put a body in it. Yeah. And then puts it in the ocean so he always knows where she is. Aw. That, is, that was my interpretation. Yeah, and like I said, I I think that that's a very fair reading of what happened. Because I think it's, it's I mean, it's it's a li- at least a little bit ambiguous. I didn't read it that way, but I, I, like, I could see that. And I think that's a really sweet thing. Um, I, to your, the, the scene where you mentioned, <laughs> he gives her the coin. Like, so, like, he's, like, doing something <laughs> on the coin. She's, like, gambling or whatever. Um, like, that was just, like, a really funny setup. And then when you finally see what it is and he, like, gives her that thing and she reads it and just immediately chucks it, I went from being like, oh, that's really sweet, to, oh, what the fuck, to then her saying, now I'll always know where it is, to, like, legitimately shedding a tear. I was like, like, that, like, 30-second roller coaster that I went on was just so, like, what the, oh, God. Um, yeah. Uh, but it was, it, like, that that line, just like, so I'll always know where it is, is just so, so sweet and so beautiful. Um, but yeah, I so I think, to go back to the ending, um, the way that, like, the, the shot is framed, like, the doctor's talking to him in the waiting room, and the camera's, like, looking through the window, so you don't actually, like, hear anything. But you can see Harold, like obviously like upset and then he just kind of runs away and so like he just runs out of the waiting room so i Mm. i read that as him just like he immediately like left the hospital went straight to his car and just did this thing which again like it's left it's it's i think it's at least a little bit ambiguous so i think it's Mm -hmm. i think your interpretation is a very sweet one as well um, and I don't necessarily like. I'm not trying to say that you're wrong because I think that that's like a really. <laughs> How dare I think you? It's, <laughs> um, I think it's a really like endearing read on the ending, which I think would fit with the rest of the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. While we're talking about sweet mod lines or like sweet, moments sweet where mod. she's sweet, sweet mod, sweet mod. <laughs> uh, where she's like uh, illuminates some truth. Even moments where she's talking to the cop when they, when he pulls her over for the tree and then gets her again on her way back. And he's like, I've got so many write-ups for you, like, resisting arrest, steal, like possession of a stolen vehicle. And she's like, don't get so officious. This, you're not like yourself when you're like this. <laughs> and for a moment, he also doesn't know how to totally, like, take that in and, is, and kind of looks like he feels bad. And then when she keeps bothering him, he's like, okay, lady, leave me alone. <laughs> but, like, she has a way of disarming people. And, like, moments like that and moments like when she throws the coin or whatever it is in the water um, are, like, she doesn't break char- her character, but she does something that's unexpected and still surprises us and then justifies it. And you're like, oh, but she's such a good person. Uh and even, like, I think the reason why she's so fun to see against Harold is that she never discourages the things that Harold does. Mm-hmm. And, like, 
has similar interests at least like the funerals uh but even like goes to the demolition site and is like okay so this is what you like to watch i get it like this is interesting and then i thought like the my biggest takeaway quote from this movie is when they're in the field of flowers and she's like i feel like much of the sorrow in the world is from people who are this referring to the flower who let themselves be treated like that and it's like the demolition site and it's so beautiful. And then it's followed by that gorgeous pull-out shot showing the like the cemetery of just like rows and rows and rows and rows mm-hmm. and rows of white uh, tombstones like all the white flowers that are spread throughout this field. Uh, and it's just so beautiful. And it's like, uh, I think the first instance where we understand that she really gets tragedy and sadness and mm-hmm. why people are sad and what what like loss can do to people Mm -hmm. uh that i think then gets hammered home later when she's talking about her past and her husband and we don't and we don't even get an exploration of that really which i think is like a very uh mature move Mm -hmm. but we do get harold recognizing that she has a concentration camp tattoo yep Mm -hmm. and then all the pieces fit together of like in spite of so much sadness and so much death and so much loss her way to cope with that was to embrace life in every different direction she could painting and that olfactory uh like smell machine which also (laughs) ahead of its time that's a diffuser that's a it's an oil diffuser it's to like capture the way something smells and put it in a bottle and then put that bottle in a machine that then puts it directly in your nostrils maude invented uh diffusers but she also made that uh, enormous vagina statue. Oh yeah, <laughs> that that Harold slowly caresses. Yes, and then his puts his face in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but like that, those moments I think just drive home like how great Maud is as a character mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how much and like a person. Yeah. Yeah. As a human I being, be like and her. she like. I know. Uh, she's she's like, uh, of co- like I just like I said before, like you get why Harold is so mag- magnetized towards her. Like mm-hmm. she brings so much life, even if he wasn't obsessed with death. She like mm-hmm. brings so much life to any situation she's in, uh, and just pursues what she wants and like lives life to the fullest. She's like a better version of what Dead Poet Society was trying to get across of like seize the day like she really lives carpe diem yeah yeah i another moment i really like to like play and like like dance and sing and be silly like when he's like it makes me want to do somersault she's like well then why don't you just do it Yeah. yeah um i really like the the sequence where they're watch they're just like sitting and watching all the seagulls and she, like, I can't remember exactly what the story is, but she tells that story about how, like, her husband always, like, could see the birds from wherever he was, thought they were gorgeous, turns out they were just seagulls. But then this, the ending of that story is just like, they'll always be gorgeous birds to me. And I was like, oh. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. it's, <laughs> it's so, so heartbreaking, but also so sweet and beautiful. Maude. <laughs> yeah. Maude. And about, the, like, on the same topic of birds, when she's talking about the birds that 
uh, I think she keeps or like has bird cages or something. I missed exactly what it was. But when no, she she's talking about people don't... love their cages because of zoos yeah. and keeping birds in bird cages. Yeah, yeah, and she's or like prisons. prisons are overflowing. Yeah, people. Yeah, the world still loves its cages, which like is maybe the first instance where she really gets to a universal truth mm-hmm. and like says something that is heartbreaking but delivers it with just the matter-of-fact wisdom that she has uh, for the rest of the movie. Uh, which, yeah, all of all of her quotes like that land so well and, like, aren't hokey and are beautiful and, like, memorable. Where I'm like, of course this movie's a cult classic. Like, this has so many points of wisdom <clears throat> in it uh, from a character that really is inspiring and, like, a joy to be with. Uh, mm-hmm. For the 93 minutes. This movie's so short and it gets so much done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I Meanwhile, also... Nashville is three and a half hours. It gets nothing done. <laughs> it's fucking nothing done. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, another thing I really liked is, and we we kind of talked about this earlier, but the, the opening tracking shot, like, I'm not the biggest Cat Stevens fan, but, like, there are a few of his songs that I really do like. And his voice is so distinct that, like, I was unfamiliar with the song that was playing during the opening credits. But as soon as you hear his voice, you're like, oh, Cat Stevens, cool. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, that's that's fun. And then you see that, like, the all of the music, like, one of the opening credits is that all of the music was done by Cat Stevens. And I was like, oh, that's fun. Uh, I had no idea that if you want to sing out sing out was written Same. for this movie. Same. And like that's one of the, you know, small <clears throat> small handful of Cat Stevens film or songs that I was familiar with and really enjoy. And so when she starts playing it on the piano, I was like, "Oh, like this is weird. Like is this like does this song exist in their reality? Like what's going on?" And then after the fact I looked it up. I was like, "Oh no, this song was written for this movie." That's so perfect. (laughs) It's Maude's song. Yeah, it's so, so good. Um, And so, yeah, I texted you guys earlier today. Uh, Matt tried to spoil our conversation by telling us that he wasn't... He's like, I still haven't finished it yet, but I think I love this movie. And I was like, bitch, stop talking. We're we're recording later. But then I was like... It took a lot for me after those first 15 minutes yesterday morning to not be like, guys, I can't wait to talk about this movie. I know. I, like, as soon as it ended last night, I almost, like, I had, like, pulled up our text thread and, like, had started typing. And I was like, no, I can wait until tomorrow night. (laughs) Yeah. A catchy soundtrack. And, and, uh... I think another comparison to The Graduate is that yeah. Simon and Garfunkel do The Graduate's music. Cat uh, Stevens does this soundtrack. And I think the tone of those uh, soundtracks are so different. Of like, Simon and Garfunkel is so, uh, like, uh, not depressing, but like, uh, they kind have, of sad. Well, most of the, his songs are written, I feel like, in minor keys, which always have a bit of an edge to them. But... There are some like jazzy type songs in the Mrs. Ro- or Mrs. Robinson <laughs> in the Graduate uh, <laughs> that don't have words to them, but all the ones with words are like their songs are sad. Yeah, are you going to Scarborough Fair? Yeah, where it's like this is sad. This sounds sad. Whereas this even one is Mrs. Like... <laughs> Robinson is it's a happy sounding song, but it yeah isn't like a happy song. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. yet, all these songs, despite it being so centrally focused on death, which 
I think that's an interesting thing. I think watching the the Graduate and Harold and Maude as a double feature would be interesting since weddings play an important part in the Graduate and funerals play an important part in Harold and Maude, and so you get these different major events. And then you can watch four lives. weddings and funeral after that. And because and then you have to watch four other mo- three other movies that also have weddings. Twenty seven dresses. Because okay, yeah, okay, and then which other ones? <laughs> uh, uh, and Wreck-It Ralph, because at one point, uh, uh, Jane Lynch's character gets married. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> anyway, uh, but I think the soundtrack being from the same artist is another similarity. Um, Just a quick yeah. side note. Oh, sorry, go yeah. ahead. I don't no, have anything else to say. Okay, fine. I was just going to say that a lot of, obviously, this is probably a, a well-known fact, but a lot of Paul Simon's music is dark. Mm-hmm. Um, which fun fact the song the sound mm-hmm. of silence which people always think of as like the most depressing song was written about his bathroom because <laughs> <laughs> he liked the acoustics in his bathroom and he would go in and <clears throat> turn off the lights and play but anyway I just wanted to share that supposedly the song mother and child reunion is about a breakfast menu that's chicken and eggs <laughs> yep I knew that <laughs> fact <laughs> which is very playful but also very dark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and a very happy song about yeah. a very, like, grim a reunion. Uh, proposal. Yeah. Yeah. They are re- reunited. <laughs> anyway, that was a tangent. I don't know much Cat Stevens, um, but I should listen to some. I was going to say, like, I'm not the biggest, like, I don't want to claim biggest that I'm a Cat Stevens fan. also true (laughs) um but yeah he like he's got like four or five songs that i'm familiar with that i really do like um and if you want to sing out sing out is one of those so i was like very uh very pleased when that that came up in this in this movie um i also just like the ending is so perfect it's sad it, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's a, just a truly beautiful ending. Um, and I, like, there are a couple times where, like, so when you, when you first see that, like, concentration camp tattoo on her arm, I, like, literally gasped. I was like, oh, <laughs> like, oh, like, I, I was just completely caught off guard. And then when she, like, they're having the birthday celebration and she just says, like, it's a perfect way, like, it's a perfect farewell or something. I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. And he has and a then box she has with that line. ring in it? Yeah, oh. it's so sad. And she has that line in there where, um, I don't know where, where... 80 is a perfect age to die? Yeah, I can't remember where I was going with that, but, um, but yeah, it's just, it's so, it's so, oh, the line where she was just like, yeah, I, I took the tablet a while ago I'll be gone by midnight and it's just like no yeah. why why mod but uh, like it fully makes sense right like I think there was a line earlier in the movie where she where like the line that you're kind of alert, alluding to Tierney where she like mentions something about like 80 is, is like a good number or whatever um, but it like fully fits her character right like we've talked about how she just does everything that she wants to do and like it makes sense that she's just gonna go out on her own terms and her own terms are like she just had a wonderful life 
that probably had some really shitty stuff going on, but like she chose to, um, in spite of all of that, just like live her life to the fullest. And she had this like beautiful relationship with somebody who truly loved her and truly cared about her. And, and she was like, all right, I like, this is as good as it's going to get. So I think I'm just going to call it here. And I like, it's, it's really sad, but it's also very beautiful. And like you said, Tierney, I think it's like a truly perfect ending. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, that's not even the end, right? Like he drives the car off the cliff and then he like, just like the final shot of him just like walking away, playing banjo and just kind of like, like you can tell that he's like taken this, like obviously he's devastated, but he's taken this moment in his life and he's like actually going to like start living his life. It's just, it's so sweet and so beautiful. I, I loved the ending of this movie. I was just like sitting on my couch crying at the end. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. Oh, I also cried. <laughs> I think. I stuffed know... it all down like I'm supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say. Yeah. Like a good, good Irish girl. <laughs> like like a good Irish girl. I, I did not cry. My name is Ailish Fiorello. <laughs> um. <laughs> The <laughs> what, was, what was I gonna say? Uh, oh, uh, nope, I forgot. Anyway, <laughs> oh, oh, I like uh, you know going in that Maud probably won't survive the movie. Like, well, I did because mm-hmm. my dad fucking ruined it. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> no, were you like watching it and he came in and was like? Oh yeah, she dies. You're like, what the fuck, Dad? <laughs> or... No, I was watching it and and uh Oh, did we lose Tierney? Oh, Tierney froze. Hello? Oh no. Tierney. Guys. Oh no. Okay, right around <laughs> uh fifty two minutes is when it happens. So we can just cut this out. Yeah, I mean I'm gonna keep recording too. Yeah. And, like the zoom is still I don't know what just happened, but I... I'm back now. We lost you, but we're good. <laughs> uh, no, I, I was watching it, and he, in the morning, and he was asking what I was laughing at, and I told him, and then uh, he was like, oh, yeah, I remember that movie. I saw that in theaters, which, like, he would have been 11 when it came out. <laughs> but it's rated PG. <laughs> All yeah, the movies say, back then like... were. Uh, and he's like, yeah, I remember thinking it was really funny. And then he's like, is that the one where they drive off the cliff at the end? And so I was picturing, like, a uh, Thelma and Louise. Like a Thelma and Louise? Yeah. <laughs> so I knew that they both drove off a cliff was what I was, op- the understanding that I was operating. <laughs> the understanding that I was operating under. Yeah. Bless. Uh, I don't think I've, he knew I, I hadn't seen it before. I just assume an 80-year-old character is not... We will probably see that character die, especially if they've imparted wisdom on another character. That's like... Yeah. I mean, there was no suspicious coughs, and I was still surprised at at the way she died, but I just expected her to die in some way, Mm -hmm. and the fact that she chose it uh, was still very surprising and very much took me off guard. Were you thinking that she would die in a car accident based on the way probably, yeah. <laughs> she drives? <laughs> that, would, that would track the most. But. Yeah, I was going to say, this checks out. I think my favorite was when she was just doing donuts in that intersection. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, there are three things that I thought reminded me of both of you. Um, oh, Darl. Minor, minor moments. This should be fun. <laughs> when the second date, uh, it's revealed that he's turned the jaguar into a hearse, and then the mother's like, okay, let's go in and he'll join us in a second. And then they just cut to him really quickly, throwing up a middle finger, and they cut away. <laughs> Very funny. Uh, but we always threw middle fingers at each other when we lived together. Um, sure did. During but the this third way. Day, there it is. Yeah. There it is. The cool the way. Cool way. Cool way. Where you, you show all of your fingers folded down instead of the back of your hand. Yeah. Palm forward. Uh and then during the third date, when uh, he's bringing sunshine into the room, where eventually they'll both commit fake hanukkah, uh, and he just creaks the door so <laughs> slowly, and she's like, "Okay," but the creak is like, <laughs> "That was me, I'm assuming." Yeah, so yeah. funny, and also reminded me of our refrigerator that sounded like a ghost <laughs> when we lived together. The ghost, <laughs> the ghost <laughs> in our refrigerator. <laughs> Uh, um, and then the last one is when the priest is doing his like little interview thing and he's talking about how disgusted he is that uh, that Harold would be in carnal relations with Maud and he's like and her sagging breasts and he said it the way you said it last week when you couldn't say the word breasts I did catch that I literally I and I shuddered. Almost texted you. I knew that you had, you had watched it. I knew Matt hadn't seen it yet, but I you had watched it before I watched it, and I almost texted you uh, about that and about how we it, the movie would have been at least ten percent better if you would have said titties, sagging titties, <laughs> or boobies, anything else but the biological term. <laughs> but he really delivered it with the same gusto as you. I did yeah. catch that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, should we go on to our categories? I was going to say, I don't necessarily have anything else to say. Just a delightful movie. Good good pick by you, yeah. T. Oh, Great thank you. you. I'm, I'm, I think it redeems myself from Nashville. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> and it's another in our theme of movies with names as the names of the movies, which is Victoria, mm. Jane Eyre, Harold okay. and Maud, <laughs> Insomnia. <laughs> That's Al Pacino's middle name. Yeah. My yeah. name is Detective uh, Lou Insomnia, whatever. I don't even remember his name. That's a pretty good impression. Like, <laughs> My name is like, Insomnia Baggy Pants. <laughs> <laughs> goes along with uh, uh, let me caution. Yeah, let me caution. Let me, ca- <laughs> let me caution you. Also, it let reminds me, me of that new, that new Twitter that's uh, when movies say the title in the movie. Oh my and god. All of them... have you, have you, are you familiar with this one, Tierney? No. What's the name of the account oh. so that we can plug I, it? Uh, I can't remember. I'll look it up at some point, but... Um... It literally is just like screen grabs from movies, and then they just like force the movie title into it, and it's so stupid and so funny. It's like very much like you would very much enjoy this Twitter. Yeah. Please do send one, it along. And one of one of them is like Harrison Ford in Blade Runner, and he's like, "I have to go hunt another Blade Runner 4K uh, 
Blu-ray rip.mp4. That's <laughs> just the file name. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, but yeah, the those are the three things that reminded me of you guys. But yeah, let's go to categories, baby. Categories, baby. Um, so tattoo ideas i didn't have any like the hearse the jaguar hearse the hearse i would say the jaguar hearse was a thing that i thought of um the like uh like the flower Mm, that he gives her like on her birthday like the like it's it's a flower i don't i don't know what kind of flower it is but you can tell that it's like a very specific one it's like missing a couple petals she wants Um, to come back as a sunflower yeah, that that oh, just reminded me of when he's like, "Mom, I found who I'm getting married," and she's like, "He's like, I have a picture," and she goes, "A flower, really funny." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, those yeah. are both Sunflower. good ideas. Oh, one other, one other quick weird thing about the movie. Uh, I don't like. I barely recognize any of these actors. Um, like from anything else, like this, I because I looked it up and like I'd seen Bud Court in a few smaller things, but like definitely not enough to like recognize him. You know, like I had to look it up and be like, oh yeah, he was in this thing. Um, but like they were all so good. I know we kind of talked about this already, but I was like, fuck, I wish I would have seen this movie like several years ago, so I could have like spent some time with like I could go track down other things that Ruth Gordon was in because she's just she's in incredible uh, Rosemary's in Baby. Oh. oh apparently she's the neighbor in it. This oh, is this is content coming from Jim because he said he wants to see it uh, strictly not knowing anything about it because it's the Bond Company stooge and the neighbor from Rosemary's Baby. So he's like it's bound to be good. <laughs> Um, and then I know that Owen did like a deep dive on Sunshine because he was like, I know that woman from something. And it turns out it was like an episode of Star Trek from Jesus. Ago. <laughs> uh, which is pretty funny. But she, I guess, does like a lot of acting teaching acting coaching in chicago like i said he did a deep oh. dive because he was like who is sunshine why do i know her <laughs> um but also vivian pickles who plays the mother mm, um so i thought she, i mean she was so good in this um and i like i didn't look up anything uh one other quick 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 thing um hal ashby the guy who directed the movie uh had a cameo in it as well he was uh the bearded dude who was just watching the trains with them. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I've never this is the first Hal Ashby movie I've ever seen, but I like recognize who he is. Like he's just got like that giant beard. He's got a very distinct face. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as he popped up on screen, I was like, oh, I see you, Hal Ashby. <laughs> I see you there. Hal. Um, Hal. But anyway, yeah. I, so those are my those were my two tattoo ideas. I think probably leaning more towards the jaguar hearse just because it's so fucking silly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, but op- open to other things. The self-portrait of her with the swan. When she's like, it's Lido and the swan, it's a self-portrait. No, no. <laughs> and she's just like, with, Within the painting of the rape of Rome. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, yeah. and then here's like a, one of the Marin, it's a self-portrait. <laughs> this one's called uh, Rainbow with uh, Over, uh, or whatever that other painting is. Um, I think also his jacket is really, uh, like, 
iconic from this movie of that like mm. jacket with the big lapels and then her like mm-hmm. little handkerchief over her head and her coat but that yeah. might just be i mean if you were to get a tattoo like, maybe it'd be recognizable but just the outlines yeah ones. um i like her the the hair um her hair like the way she braided it and kind of like folded it over mm-hmm. is very it, it like reminiscent of uh princess leia but without um, the cinnamon rolls. Also, like, just... Right. Uh, all of the, the costumes were just so... Oh, his suits so are 70s. so fun. <laughs> They're s- just the most 70s. Yeah. Huge <laughs> bell bottoms. <laughs> tapered waist. And her little, like, jumpsuits and dresses and stuff are so fun. When mm-hmm. she's dancing yeah. around. Um, would you guys spend Absolutely. time on this film set? Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Not even. Not even a question. Would you guys watch this movie on an airplane? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just I for fun. I couldn't remember what not our new category be... was, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, like this one, it's just like a sweet movie. This, there's not anything I would be embarrassed by. Yeah. But like, Except it's just like, yeah, this is a great movie and I want, I already. It's <laughs> 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 a lot of context, too. um but yeah i will say like uh i originally was going to try and re-watch this movie before we recorded and then i got stuck at work so that didn't end up happening but yeah i like this movie so much that i would just watch it again for the second time in two days to be honest so of course i'd watch it on an airplane earlier in this conversation i was like i already want to watch this movie again yeah (laughs) yeah for real. <laughs> so very good. Um, so this movie was not nominated for any Academy Awards. The fuck? But it was nominated for Best Actor and Best Actress in a comedy or musical at the Golden Globes. Oh, good. And it didn't win either. What? Who, I think... Who? Less good. <laughs> who won Best Original Screenplay that year? Probably some stuff uh, I've never even heard of. Yeah, I was gonna say, like for the Oscars or for yeah, Golden the Globes? Oscars. Oh, I don't have that pulled up. Hold, please. Pull it um, up now. Please stop yelling at me. I think she editing. definitely should have been. Yeah, editing is so good in this. I think she definitely should have been nominated and probably won, but I don't know if the competition was. Yeah, she's so good. And I was gonna say, like, I can look this up, but I don't know how much it's gonna mean to us. I, I just want to know who I like, should be mad at. That's fair. Especially with, like, comedic um, performances, like, like in recent years, being, like, Ellen Page and Robert Downey Jr. and stuff like that. I thought hers had a lot more heart than either of those. I mean, and there's probably other comedy uh, acting nominations for recently, but, like, her moments of real heart and poignancy, uh, when she, like, tears up thinking about her past, it was, like, mm-hmm. heartbreaking. Yeah. And so well done. Um, okay, so Best Actress that year at the Academy Awards, uh, Jane Fonda won for Clute, uh, Julie Christie for McCabe and Mrs. Miller, um, Glenda Jackson for Sunday Bloody Sunday, Vanessa Redgrave for Mary Queen of Scots, and Janet Suzman for Nicholas and Alexandra. I know four of those. Yes, yeah, Or at least, like, know of those performances or people. I don't know the last one. Yeah. Uh, McCabe and Mrs. Miller is another Robert Altman joint, if we want to. 
<laughs> if we want to spend our time you know. doing that. I've, to be honest, I've seen one or two other Robert Altman movies, and they were actually really good. Okay. Maybe you, was it just the gossip. player? Have you seen the player? <laughs> I still haven't seen that, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Should I make that the first one of the next round? Yeah. But then yeah. pick the wrong one again. It's just McCabe and Mrs. Miller, and I'm like, I wanted to watch the player. <laughs> yeah, you're like, fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, so, best screenplay that year, The Hospital won. The fuck? I've never heard of I this. Never even. Heard uh, of Patty Chayefsky was the oh, writer that's of Network. that. That's the same writer as Network, which is a film. Oh, film interesting. Movie. Uh, uh, investigation of a Citizen Above Suspicion. Clute, Summer of 42, and Sunday Bloody so Sunday. Those were the Clute is where Jane Fonda had her famous Jane Fonda cut where it was like bangs and like kind of short, like neck length hair. She plays a prostitute. I was going to say, is it a play on Clute? Uh... We were talk we were we were talking about it with friends once and Hannah couldn't remember the name right away and was like she's in the movie I think called Sloot and she was like no not Sloot Clute not it was not named Sloot <laughs> <laughs> It was very funny we all laughed I think uh the music box has has done a 70 millimeter print of Clute uh, at some of their 70 film festivals I think that name's familiar to me, but I... Uh, film editing that year, uh, French Connection 1, oh. Andromeda Strain, Clockwork Orange, Summer of 42, and Koch, K-O-T-C-H. Crotch? Crotch, yes. <laughs> and the winner is Crotch. Crotch. <laughs> and the Academy Gladiator. Award goes to... <laughs> that was a, a Zsa Zsa Gabor reference. Gladiator Crotch. Would be... Oh. Didn't gladiator. you just keep going gladiator instead of I know, like, but if you put if you put the two together, it's gladiator. It's a gladiator crotch. crotch. I got it, Matt. Thank you. No, but get it because it's gladiator crotch. I don't get it. Still, can you please Glad explain he it? he ate her crotch. Is the cool. Joke. One more time, gladiator crotch. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, I would have been fine with the writing. I would have been fine with uh, an actress, editing. All of those could have been in yeah. there. But I, I, apparently this movie was not really well-liked when it first no, came out. No, it wasn't until it went to VHS. For all you youngins out there, that was a form of MP3 <laughs> DVD. Did I ever tell you Lila came oh, running into the room? <laughs> this is my younger sister. She's 14 years younger than me. And was like... What do I do with this giant tape? And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) And then I told her. Oh no. I was like, yeah, just make sure you rewind at the end. And then I said like the be kind, please rewind. And she goes, that rhymed. And I was like, it's what they used to say on all the tapes at Blockbuster. And then she goes, what's Blockbuster? And I was like, Jesus fuck you. Slain. <laughs> Just repeatedly. And the youth shall inherit the earth. Oh, Christ. Um, Alright, one last tape. thing I want to say. <laughs> Sorry. One last thing you want to say. Uh, no, you're fine. One last thing I want to say about uh, Harold and Maude before we end with what we've been up to. Um, so I was telling you guys, I listened to a lot of Cat Stevens today mm-hmm. when I was at work. 
Um, and then I switched over to one of my Spotify daily, um, daily mixes that happened to have some Cat Stevens songs on it. And I had a one-two punch of, if you want to sing out, sing out, followed immediately by Homeward Bound <laughs> by Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> and I just had a little cry at my desk while I was working today. Uh, so, so yeah, that one's, <laughs> that one's for all of our uh, leftover heads out yeah. there for that uh, Homeward Bound. Will all, reduce me to tears for the rest of my life. So, thanks, Damon Lindelof, for that. Yeah. Um, anyway, what have you guys been up to this week? Uh, I'm gonna go first because it relates to VHSs, which we were just talking about. Oh boy. Um, I uh, uh, went up. Bought a bought a VCR. No, but I went up to uh, <laughs> this like little RV resort in Washington called the Southwester, and part of their thing is that you can like check out for free. Uh, record players and VCR TV combos and bring them back to your little RV uh, and you can also check out VHS's so I checked out The Sixth Sense and rewatched The Sixth Sense I uh, had to rewind it because it was halfway through and I was like oh I forgot about this whole thing <laughs> and then like it took forever to get to the start and I was just watching it go in reverse and I was like god we really improved technology do you just do stop rewind? <laughs> What? You hit stop and then rewind and it goes fast? No. Did, is that a thing? Not... I mean... Oh my I god! Didn't, <laughs> I didn't know that it definitely did that. Oh my god, the well, hours of your life... Nah, whatever. Who fucking cares? VHSs are dead. No, I mean, I also was just like... Recall, like, okay, let's like sit with this process. Um, and watch it. Really it's quick. like a 10 second process if you hit I mean, stop or rewind. Quick, quick uh, related sidebar. Did either of you guys have like a high speed rewind no. contraption at your house? No. So we, we had one at my house. Uh, so you like take the, the v, VHS out of the player and you put it into this other little thing and it just like like high speed rewinds it and it gets like from the the end of the movie to the beginning in like i don't know 20 seconds it was great that is great if i mean if you had to rewind it was it was the way you wanted to do it anyway you were you were in seattle and you rented some uh vhs movies are you while you were doing it did you think about how that's the plot of the ring no (laughs) okay but I did watch a movie, The Sixth Sense, which uh, maybe is haunting. I don't know. It's it's such a good movie, and it makes me so sad that M. Night Shyamalan uh, doesn't make good movies anymore. And barely did after The Sixth Sense. Uh, I thought Signs fucking rules. I know, but it's not as consistent as Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense. I can't say it too fast. All right, what um, else have you been up to? Anyway... <laughs> Uh, I rewatched a lot of stuff. I rewatched Nightmare Before Christmas yesterday. Uh, what a banger! Such a good movie. Um, eh. I watched the I've first episode of. Two- <gasps> you're not missing. You're not missing much. It's fine. <coughs> um, <laughs> uh, and then to keep it in theme with spooky, we watched the first two episodes of What We Do in the Shadows, the TV show, uh, which I found very funny, uh, and can't wait to get in more of it 
Um, I watched a movie on Netflix called Yes, God, Yes, uh, which stars an act, the actress from Stranger Things that plays... What's her name? Oh, she plays Nancy. Yeah. Uh, and she's very yeah. good in it. Uh, oh, it also... Uh, oh. Is Tim Simons? Yes. I was going to say, I've heard of that movie recently. I couldn't remember why. But yeah, Tim Simons is in it, right? It's Tim Simons. Jonah, Jonah from yes, Deep. exactly. He plays a priest. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty... It was <laughs> funny, but it also, like, exactly... It's the director and writer of Obvious Child. Mm. And... <gasps> yeah, and... You buried the I fucking know, lead, my guy. Uh, and it, like, <laughs> basically... Uh, I went on a retreat in my junior and senior year of high school called Kairos, and this movie is about that retreat, but renamed Kirkos. Uh, but it is like exactly that retreat, like day by day, exactly what it's like. Um, and then there's some like kind of ridiculous uh, conveniences to like to push the plot forward. Uh, but it's all about like uh, dealing with your sexuality when you're uh, in Catholic school, going to these retreats, and I found it very uh, relatable, uh, and it was pretty good. Uh, and it's yeah, uh, writer director of Obvious Child, uh, Karen Maine, uh, and very I was she's just saying, great. I love her. I want to I want to clarify. She did not direct Obvious oh, Child. Oh sure, that's right. She wrote. She was one of the yes. co-writers on Obvious Child, but she did not direct. Fine. But yeah, that's... Sorry. Uh, that, I watched that, and it was pretty good. Um, I listened to a little more of the book Empire Falls, uh, which is the, became an HBO miniseries with Paul Newman and Ed Harris and Helen Hunt and a bunch of other people. Uh, and the book is, is so far good. And then the last thing, uh, I got, I've recently gotten into lo-fi music. Uh, which is just like chill study music, but you can watch YouTube videos where it's like an anime character, just bu- like uh, you know walking in a neighborhood, and it's very chill. And uh, I like lo-fi music now. That's my announcement. That's all. That's all I've been doing. That's my announcement. Congrats! <laughs> I'm so proud of you for finding this new, this new, yeah, niche. I'm just discovering so just myself. Like really. <laughs> Uh, so I can go next if you want, Tierney. Sure. <laughs> you look lost in thought, so <laughs> I buy you a little more time. Uh, I mostly have been watching scary movies, uh, cause tis the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, I watched a lot of the World Series. It was a really good World Series for those who care about baseball. Um, I got a text from Tierney. <laughs> the day after the Dodgers won and she was like, why the fuck didn't you tell me that Rich Hill was in the world series? And I was like, cause he doesn't play for the, the Dodgers anymore. And she's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, girl, come on. I would have fucking told you if that were the case. Like chill. That was devastating. Um, yeah. uh, but anyway, I, yeah. So I mostly been watching scary movies. I watched uh, American werewolf in London, uh, which is, pretty good um the transformation sequence is pretty fucked up for 1981 so that was fun uh i watched it follows in midsommar and the babadook um some like well-regarded recent horrors midsommar still fucking slaps that movie's so good uh, I watched it with a couple friends, and they were 
so uncomfortable the yeah. entire time, and it was amazing. <laughs> it's a deeply uncomfortable movie. I don't know if either of them liked it, but it was really fun for me, because A, that movie's rules, and B, I got to just watch them. Like, one of my friends, like, literally, like, got up and started pacing, oh, because he was be just me. like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and It Follows is still really good, too. I like that one. Uh, and the last thing, uh, I watched Borat's subsequent movie oh, film. Oh, I want to watch it. I have to watch it. It's so funny. It is so funny. Um, I haven't re I meant to rewatch the, uh, the first one, and I just, like, totally dropped the ball. Um, but yeah, this new one is hilarious, and... The stuff with Rudy is just as fucked up as you read that it was when you saw that it was a thing that happened. So <laughs> there's a lot of like really, really funny shit in this one. And it's like similar ish to the other one. Although this one's definitely more like follows an actual plot, um, which is interesting uh, and mostly successful, I would say. Um, and it centers around like Borat's daughter. Uh, which is this uh, woman, I can't remember her name, but she's, like, I I think this is maybe her first role or, like, very early. Um, like, she's phenomenal. Like, she totally holds her own against Sasha Baron Cohen, which is pretty impressive considering, like, the crazy shit that he does. Like, she's fully game and she, like, is very, very, very good. So would would recommend checking that one out. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. nice. My wife. <laughs> yeah. My review of Borat's subsequent movie film. Very nice. <laughs> uh, I fucking love Borat. <laughs> what was I up to? So I think I only watched... The only thing I can think of that I've, like, viewed this week was two music videos. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> I, got, I bet I can guess one. Well, one of them I texted you guys about, so you can guess them both. But one of them I texted you guys about, which was uh, Childish Gambino's This Is America, is oh, probably so one of the best music videos ever made. Um, yeah. It's so good. So good. Uh, and then the other... I remember the first time I saw it, I was just like, oh, new Childish music. This is fun. And I just, like, watched it. Had no idea what was coming. And I was like, oh. Oh, God. And there's so many, like, layers to okay. it, too. It has so much depth. Um, mm-hmm. And then the other music video, which I'm guessing is the one that you were going to guess, is Golden by Harry Styles. You yeah. let me let you know, as Matt said that one time. <laughs> uh, I watched that within minutes of it, <laughs> of it dropping. The editing on it was very good, I thought. Um, and Harry looked very good. You I didn't watch it? Who didn't watch it? I was going to say. I haven't watched it yet. I didn't watch <gasps> it. All right, so uh, next week's <laughs> next week's movie for the pod is just Golden. this Harry Styles music video. <laughs> Golden Fellows. What are we actually watching? Are we actually watching Goodfellas? <laughs> Adam Sandler, extremely Adam Sandler in Uncut Gems voice. What? Yes. What? In Uncut Gems, uh, he says yes. In uncut. What does he do? He says the word. He just yes. says the word yes, but he says it in like a really weird and creepy, no. upsetting way. <laughs> and so I was just, I was just emulating that. Yeah. Look, it's only <laughs> two hours and forty minutes. Just write down all the stuff you hate about it. 
<laughs> You've got to know that I'm going to. <laughs> uh, so next week's conversation should be real fun. <laughs> Enlightening. I might um, need two weeks uh, just to watch that movie. I don't think. Yeah, Maybe. We'll I mean, it's less long than Nashville, so. <laughs> I forgot about that. But I redeemed myself in Harold and Maude. You sure did. No, I'm not saying you didn't. I'm just saying we we watched Nashville in a week, even though it felt like 50. So I I think we can probably. (laughs) Uh, Okay, fine. We'll be be talking about Goodfellas. Badfellas. Bad guys. And Harry Styles. Goodfellas. We're watching Goodfellas. Goodfellas? What if we watched a different movie instead? <laughs> just, just throwing it out there, just spitballing, seeing, seeing what happens. I'm just kidding. I'll watch Goodfellas. Yeah, Scorsese's gold, uh, but you know we'll see. Um, but uh, I think with that, I'm finished. <laughs>